war, economic globalization accelerated. For example, China became the world's largest trading country in goods for 13 consecutive years by virtue of its accession to the WTO in 2001, and thus became an important node in the global supply chain network. In the late 20th century, the leadership of the global supply chain network center was gradually assumed by the West, represented by the United States, Japan, and Germany. However, in recent times, emerging countries and organizations such as China, India, and the ASEAN have taken the lead, resulting in the emergence of new players in the industry. This has led to Western countries gradually receding from their previous dominant positions. However, since the Trump administration, the U.S. has promoted the process of reverse globalization and the rise of unilateralism and protectionism, which has broken the global supply chain, putting it under enormous pressure to restructure. The Biden administration has continued in the general direction of the Trump administration's competition with China in the supply chain, adopted the supply chain resilience strategy as the primary means of economic competition with China, and is vigorously implementing the supply chain decoupling policy with China. Internally, Biden's government successively passed the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, Chips and Science Act and Inflation Reduction Act. The U.S. seeks to pivot to domestic investment to promote the so-called onshore production and revive the local manufacturing industry. Externally, Biden's government vigorously promotes international industrial diplomacy with friendshore outsourcing as its core purpose. In addition, the consolidation of the alliance system aims to reconstruct a three-dimensional global supply chain network centered on the United States, with a focus on global, regional, and bilateral levels. The objective is to diminish China's influence within the global supply chain network. At a global level, the United States proposes to build a supply chain alliance and form an industrial alliance centered on the United States. At the regional level, in 2022, the Biden government accelerated the implementation of the Indo-Pacific strategy, trying to lure, threaten, and force the so-called allies to implement the decoupling strategy of the supply chain from China through the Indo-Pacific Economic Framework and other policies. In addition, the America's Partnership for Economic Prosperity was launched, called the American version of the Indo-Pacific Economic Framework for Prosperity. In them, the decoupling of the science and technology supply chain has repeatedly become the main pillar of many regional strategies of the United States and is becoming an important bargaining chip for the United States to suppress China. Recently, there are more and more signs that the United States' strategy of decoupling technology will be further implemented, and even more intense means of decoupling technology will be adopted to build its long-term competitive advantage. At the bilateral level, the United States and India recently announced the official launch of the Initiative on Critical and Emerging Technology, ICT. India has emerged as a crucial component in the United States' efforts to reduce its reliance on China's science and technology supply chain. Specifically, the United States aims to relocate the manufacturing components of its science and technology supply chain from China to India. This shift is highly appealing to several Southeast Asian countries, including India, as it provides them with an opportunity to enhance their own scientific and technological capabilities. The American supply chain resilience strategy has significantly impacted the global supply chain's efficiency. 
the strategy prioritizes security over market-oriented operations, disregards the cost of such operations, and overlooks the traditional international trade theory's resource endowment and comparative advantage principles in the international division of labor. Instead, it places more importance on political factors. This approach is not only detrimental to the growth of global industries but also obstructs the development of other countries' industries and drags on the United States' own industries. If foreign enterprises move their supply chains out of China and then export the final consumer goods to China, the cost of foreign enterprises will rise sharply. For example, studies have shown that, under the influence of the COVID-19 epidemic, involved in a China supply chain is more beneficial to American companies' operation and financial stability, while forcibly decoupling from China's economy will aggravate the negative impact of the COVID-19 epidemic on American companies. Moreover, the supply imbalance caused by supply-side disturbance is an important reason for this round of inflation in the United States. Theoretically, under the condition of increasing external uncertainty, a centralized industrial chain layout is not conducive to risk diversification. Moreover, events such as the COVID-19 epidemic have lasted for a long time and have formed a scar effect. In the face of such risks, using completely localized products to enhance resilience is not advisable. Only by having multiple alternative production locations can we ensure the stability of production and operation in a crisis. Therefore, we should not overemphasize the localization of the industrial chain and deny the significance of the global division of labor and cooperation. On the contrary, we need to give full consideration to security and efficiency by enhancing the diversity of the industrial chain. It should be noted that although the development of the global supply chain encounters countercurrent and the trend of localization and regionalization is evident, in the long run, the fundamental driving force for the reconstruction of the global industrial chain lies in the innovation of technology and business model. China has become an important part of the global industrial chain and supply chain with its fully developed industrial system on the supply side, strong manufacturing capacity, and huge market scale on the demand side. Market forces will still be the main factor leading the operation of the global supply chain, and the general trend of eastward movement of the supply chain will not change. To this end, China still needs to be deeply integrated into the global supply chain division of labor. On one hand, it should function as a global economic stabilizer and become an indispensable pull in the development of the world economy. On the other hand, it should strive to be self-reliant and focus on enhancing the digitization of the supply chain to establish a robust framework for the reconstruction of the global supply chain.